looks a little different up here. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. This is, this is our feast Sunday. Um, my name is John Ritchie, for those of you who haven't met me yet. Uh, my wife and I came here in September uh, on a permanent basis back and uh, felt very welcomed by everybody in this church. I must commend you for having such an open um, attitude towards uh, newcomers and uh, as well as each other each Sunday. We thank you very much for that. Uh, Jason uh, cornered me last weekend and uh, he said, would you come up here and give your testimony? And uh, after shaking in my boots for a little bit, I said, okay, uh, I think I have to uh, decline, sir. Because uh, as you've seen from the announcements, uh, I'm going to be here uh, next Saturday at the men's breakfast doing just that. So I thought maybe I could sneak out of it. And uh, Jason, in his infinite wisdom, he said, uh, no, no deal. I think I need you to come up here and at least talk to uh, the people about how communion has what it has actually meant to me over the years. So I said, okay, so I think uh, I will share a little bit of my story with you. Uh, Unfortunately, I've written a few things down so I don't get lost. I began uh, in a small town in Chaplow, Ontario, and I was going to the United Church there. I um, found that it was very, very important to have uh, communion within the congregation. It, uh, It started to mean something very, very important to me. I, I was uh, learning in my teenage years specifically about this man called Jesus Christ who showed an amazing, amazing amount of love for mankind that he actually uh, went to the cross and died on that cross for all of us. And it, it sunk into my heart and I was uh, very blessed by that. So when it came to communion... I was uh, picturing myself with the body of Christ in my hands each time I went and uh, partook of the elements. And uh, I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is, this is really a personal connection to God. And uh, I thought, oh, this, is, this gives me the chance to have anything. A possi- all the possibilities in the world were mine to actually grab out and take. uh, That's how much confidence that Jesus was giving me. But uh, as things happened throughout uh, my life, as I got into my grade 13 in high school, I had to make a decision about what I was going to do with my future. And uh, I thought, okay, I'll uh, ask God where he wants me to go. The question that came to mind was, does he want me in the ministry field or does he want me in something else? And and I I prayed fairly earnestly for an answer from him, but I didn't hear. And time was running out for me and I had to make a decision. And uh, I I had this overwhelming feeling of um, insufficiency that here God didn't want to speak to me. He spoke to Moses, he spoke to Abraham, he spoke to Noah, all throughout the Bible made it feel like I should know, I should be at least 
significant enough that he would talk to me at least once or uh, when I needed such an important decision to make and uh, nothing came. I felt basically devastated because I, I thought I wasn't worth listening to or talking to. So <clears throat> unfortunately, perception is the thing that really distorts your, your view. I felt, okay, I am, uh, I was imagining that God didn't want to talk to me. See, in our church, nobody talked to me or anybody else, as, as far as I could tell, about being born again or the fact that uh, God wants a personal relationship with you. So I missed the boat. And I made a decision. I went off in, uh, into the world and wandered around for many years, thinking, okay, I'm not going to... Uh, I, was, I was away from church, which really wasn't good for me. I wandered for many years. I, I liken it to uh, the Jews wandering in the desert and uh, for 40 years. It was kind of a blank. And then um, I moved to Winnipeg in my many moves with CPR. And uh, out of that, they, <clears throat> I started to question, you know, was it, was it him or was it me that was being so stubborn? And uh, eventually it started to come to me that it must be me that's stubborn. And uh, one night uh, I watched a Billy Graham crusade. It was a rebroadcast of one of his uh, crusades. And uh, this time I watched it from the beginning to the end. And I said, wow, that is such a simple message. And it really talked to my heart. And I said, okay. Enough's enough. And that's when I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And I, said, and I haven't looked back since. Uh, it's something that you actually uh, cherish for the rest of your life, I'm sure. Amen. But uh, God had, uh, had his own agenda. He was going to teach me a lesson. And the lesson uh, was on communion. Uh, apparently... Um, I, I met my wife uh, after my conversion and um, she had been going to the Catholic Church for about two years uh, before she met me and uh, <clears throat> when I asked her to marry me I had to go before a priest and the priest uh, made it very plain to me. He said, you cannot partake of communion in our church unless you're a minister, uh, a member. And uh, I had no intention of becoming a member of the, of the Catholic Church, but God was leading me to marry this woman. So I said, okay. I, I agreed at that point that I wouldn't do it, but I felt a hurt inside. Here I was, born again Christian, and I couldn't take communion. Of course, I could go to any Protestant church and take it, but for some reason or other, this felt like a curse uh, that was against me. And for about eight years, uh, Lynn attended uh, the Catholic Church in, in our different cities that we moved to, and finally we moved to Calgary and uh, had the first opportunity to go to a church. It was together that is and it was a first alliance church uh, the preaching was excellent we were able to hear 
the message. Uh, my wife enjoyed the, the, the worship that was produced there, and we both decided to join. And when I had my first communion together at that church, we, uh, I felt that awesome respect and joy of holding the body of Christ when we, when we did our uh, elements. Um, but I found it going further than that. I was able to imagine Jesus Christ himself offering me the bread and the drink. What a feeling to see his wonderful smile and that smile that you see in his eyes as it, as it actually happens. So, when you take the element this morning and you remember him, imagine yourself in that upper room with Jesus and the disciples and the look on his face as he offers it to you. Know that it is a personal and cherish that moment when it happens. In reality, it shouldn't be too difficult for you to imagine Jesus offering you the, the bread and the wine. Jesus is in, inside each and every one of us. So when the server comes to your aisle and offers you the elements, know that it is Jesus that's offering it to you through him. And when that person beside you passes the tray to you, know that it's Jesus inside that person offering it to you. So I'd like to thank you for this opportunity to share my communion. And I have the promise that I'll have more at the men's breakfast. Thank you.